The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Good afternoon, good morning, or good night, wherever you may be, and welcome to The Career Confidant. This is your host, Marie Zimanoff, and we are here, as we are here every week, providing tips and tools, resources for you to be able to take control of your own career and move forward in a way that makes sense for you. And just was talking to someone in the careers field in this past week about this idea and why I started this show, right? That there are so many things that are going on in our economy, globally, worldwide, that are pressuring each individual to take control of their own career, to understand where they're going, and have the skills to be able to manage that. And most of us haven't done that before. We haven't had to be in charge of our career. We maybe really haven't had to market ourselves. And so we're at a loss. That's why I'm here. That's why we started this show, so that we could provide some of those tools and resources to you to take control of your own career and be ready for that next step when it happens, right? To not get caught off guard when someone doesn't take care of you in your career because we know that that is not happening as as it used to happen especially here in a, in America in the US but globally that that is becoming a trend so let's talk about something today that might be a little bit different maybe you'll think oh this doesn't apply to me and i would bet that there will be some parts in here that you can learn from, you can take away some nuggets to help in your career, even if you might think that, oh, I'll never go into business for myself, because that is what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to talk a little bit about this idea of entrepreneurship. What does that mean? I think that many people have a misperception, misconception, whatever you might call it, about going into business for themselves. Some of those misconceptions, misunderstandings, prevent people from going into business for themselves when maybe they could. And some of those misunderstandings get people into business for themselves when when maybe they aren't ready or it's not a good fit for them. 
or it's not going to get them what they think it is. So let's talk about this a little bit. So when I hear people talk about entrepreneurship, a lot of times they talk about kind of a, a quick get-rich scheme, right? And we all know that that doesn't exist, and yet we will let ourselves get caught up in someone else's vision or, you know, I kind of look at it as the dream it and you can be it fallacy, right? That just doesn't exist. If it did, everyone would be a millionaire, right? Yes, there is power to positive thinking and there's this whole idea around that that is important. And we all know that to be successful, you have to put in the work. And and yes, there is a book about the four-hour work week and maybe someday you can get there, but there's a lot of work that goes into setting up even that type of business, right? It's not four-hour work week from the very beginning when you start a business no matter what. Now, of course, work is a lot of work, right? Working for someone else is a lot of work. And so entrepreneurship can be more work than that or the same, or maybe eventually less. But what working for yourself can provide is the opportunity to control your own destiny, right? And people will often say, oh my gosh, you know, I can't believe, Marie, that you left the university setting where you had this stability and you knew what your paycheck was gonna be and you knew it was coming every two weeks or every month. But that's exactly why I left because I could sit down and calculate exactly in 32 years when I retired from the university, knowing what classification system I could work into. And of course there were more flexibility than that and I could have moved around and more options. But if I stayed in that same line of work at the university, I could sit down and calculate in 32 years exactly what my salary would be. And to me that didn't offer much control of my own destiny. It didn't offer, well, and really even in the environment, just based on where I was and my position, didn't offer much creativity, didn't offer much of the things that I was looking for out of work. Yes, offered the opportunity to help people, but I get to do that now every day with a little bit more control over some of the other pieces. Now, do I have control over having a quote-unquote steady paycheck? Maybe not but we all define that differently. And my ability to to make that stability happen, to me, is there now, just as much as it was when I was at the university, who, by the way, could have come in really any day they wanted and fired me, right? So entrepreneurship provides that control of our destiny, maybe even a little bit more realistically than we have with an employer who can fire us, especially in Colorado here and at Will State, they can fire us at any time. So not that easy path, but maybe a path that you can pave for yourself, which was appealing to me, maybe not appealing to everyone. So when we think about entrepreneurship, we we also might say, you know, that is for some people and it's not for everyone. And I would agree with that. However, I would not agree that it's necessarily for a certain personality type 
if you've listened to this show at all, you know I'm not much for those those kinds of assessments because it's all figuring out how you could make it work for you based on your personality. Knowing your personality is an important part of that conversation. However, anything that tells you you should not be an entrepreneur because of this personality type or that is not very helpful, right? It's all knowing what your personality is, which can then direct how you might be successful and in what type of business structure. Because those people who are not great with ambiguity and who don't kind of like building their own thing from scratch may not want to build a business from scratch, but there are way, many more ways that if that is you, you can become an entrepreneur and a very successful one. And we'll talk about some of the type, different types of business here in a minute. Entrepreneurship, I would say, is not the right path for everyone, though, right? It's It does have its own independent challenges and issues, just like being employed does, and different people are going to be successful in that for different reasons. However, I think in our current economy, and we had a sh- whole show about this probably a year ago, but we are talking more and more about how you can build some kind of a portfolio career, right? Where you may have a day job and you may be doing something else on the side. Maybe you are part-time at this and part-time at that and you're starting your own thing on the side. It's all about building different ways to get income to make your world work, right? Not necessarily just to make ends meet, but to meet your interests and to use your skill sets and develop different parts of yourself, right? We in the world today are in some ways very happily moved beyond this idea that you'll have the same job for your whole life. We more embrace that you have lots of different interests and talents and it's perfectly acceptable that you have different business ventures, jobs, whatever it might be, that fulfill those interests. Again, not necessarily just for income's sake, although many people have several different plates spinning because of income, but a lot of people have several different plates spinning to meet their internal fulfillment kinds of needs. And that can be a great way to experiment and try on some of these different hats, build your skill set, maybe even get a skill set that you want to have to move up in your day job, maybe able to get that in a different way. And that's the wonderful thing, I think, about entrepreneurship and the opportunities that you have is that it doesn't necessarily have to replace your day job. It can just be something that you add on in whatever way makes sense for your life. So thinking about if we're going to you know, decide that we might want to do some kind of entrepreneurship, you want to know first, what are your strengths? What are you looking to get out of it? How is it going to work for you? How is it going to fit together with the rest of your life? And what maybe passion or interest or area of intrigue is it fulfilling for you too 
how can you pick something, especially if you're adding it onto a day job, something that will kind of feed you, feed yourself, feed your soul, however you want to say it, get you going, get you excited. And I just went to a conference a couple of weeks ago for the National Resume Writers Association. It was in Charlotte. And there was a group of people also having their convention at the same hotel who were selling some kind of beauty products, health care kind of product, right? Those people were fired up. They were excited about what they're doing. And you can tell that the people that were getting into this business and probably successful in it were passionate about natural health care products, whatever it was, right? They were fired up about it. And if you're going to do something in business, you're going to do something in especially maybe in addition to a day job, that can be a critical element, right? This That you're just on fire about it. You're passionate about it. That might be how you choose. You might also choose something because it's just an amazing business opportunity, right? You can see that there's a market gap or you can see that there's this great business model. Some people might choose based on that really fits into their schedule, really fits into their current social world, whatever it might be. And and that's a great reason to choose a business as well. But what draws you into it is going to be different. And knowing that up front will probably make it a lot more successful. So there's a lot of different business structures that you could take on, right? You could you can do business as as a quote-unquote entrepreneur in a lot of different ways. And so when we come back from break, we're going to talk about a few of those briefly. We did kind of a whole show on some of them before, but we'll go through them kind of briefly. And then we're going to dig into what would be some of the first steps? How would you get started? How might this look to take on a business for yourself? So we'll take a short break and we'll be back in just a few minutes. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Today, our world is faced with complex challenges that present massive potential risks. Conflict, misunderstanding, misalignment of organizations and their leadership, lost productivity, wasted time, and wasted resources resulting from limiting perspectives, distraction, and hardline positions are damaging our today and our future. The monetary cost of such failures is in the billions. Stop wasting time. Make a shift. Engage with host David B. Savage on Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration, Thursdays at 6 a.m. Pacific, 9 a.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Business Channel. 
Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we're talking a little bit about business ownership, entrepreneurship, whatever you might want to call it. And really thinking about how this might be part of a kind of quote-unquote portfolio option for some of us, something we do on the side, or maybe something you want to launch into on your own. And if any of those are the case, we want to think about some of these things, right? We want to think about what entrepreneurship really means. We want to think about what it is and what it's not why we're going into it, what we want to get out of it, and the specific skill set strengths that we bring to that type of business environment before we launch here, right? So there are lots of different ways that people can go into business. And we spent a whole hour talking with a franchise consultant a couple of months ago you can buy a franchise or buy into a franchise. Some of them are fairly expensive. Some of them might be fairly cheap. Might be an opportunity to become a manager without having to start from scratch, developing all the processes, building the the business from scratch. But a franchise gives you some opportunity, especially if you're in, you know, higher level role within an organization franchise might give you the opportunity to exercise those same skills in a different way. Something I hadn't thought about before we talked to Stephen from from FranNet was that, of course, people do this while they're still working. If you're an absentee kind of manager, you're, you're hiring people to run it. That way you kind of have the best of both worlds, if you will, the opportunity to have more control over your income and your destiny with the franchise and still some stability with your your J-O-B job. So can be an option. Then there are people who start a business and they know that, that they're doing it to sell it, right? They're coming up with an idea, technology, an invention. Sometimes I think that's the only type of business here in Fort Collins because people are so focused on that here. And of course that can be great, but it has a lot of risk to it. If you don't get bought, if your product doesn't work, if you can't get manufacturing, if someone else beats you to the punch, right? There's a lot of, of challenges there. Works great for people who that's why they want to do it because they invent, they're scientists, they're a marketing guru. They can see the gaps in the market and they're 
working with people to create the technologies that are going to fill that gap. Awesome opportunity for the people that it makes sense for. Then you have maybe a more service provider model business, um, maybe a little bit lower barrier to entry in some ways, lower startup cost to be a marketing consultant or a social media consultant or career consultant, career coach, right? Of course, it means you have to have the special skill, special knowledge to be able to make that sale, to be able to convince people that they should pay you to offer that service. Lots of people do that as more of a solopreneur kind of thing. And some people might do it as more of a, I'm going to build this business and become the manager. Again, that goes to your skill set. Do you want to be the service provider or a manager of people who are providing that kind of service? The nice part about any kind of business and is that you can do it in a lot of different ways. But of course, you could have a local business that's providing value to the community, meeting a need, whether that's a dry cleaning business to a person who's developing technologies that are going to save people's limbs, right? You can add value to your community in many different ways while having some of these benefits that we talked about in terms of becoming an entrepreneur. But knowing how you want your business to look, what skill sets you really want to use, do you want to manage your business, do you want to sell it, is it going to be just you? Sometimes people will call that a lifestyle business. I think that in some ways might diminish it. People think, oh, you're just doing that in your spare time. There are people who own what you might consider to be a lifestyle business that make quite a bit of money. And they run it themselves. They do the service providing. But it's still a profitable business. And there are some people, of course, that have that more lifestyle kind of business. And they don't work that much. They they do maybe make less income and and it's it fits with their life all of those are great reasons to have a business of course there's this wide wonderful world of internet business that's where the four-hour work week thing kind of comes in great idea and you have to have the skill set or the desire to hire someone with the skill set who can drive that online business and do all of the things that need to be done technically and online marketing wise to make it work right and again realizing that this entrepreneurship thing does require some some effort we're not going to make a million dollars with an online business simply because the internet exists we have to have the skill set and be able to do what we're going to talk about next which is really figuring out what the market needs Now, this, of course, is the most challenging part for a lot of people. And like anything, double-edged sword, sometimes people spend a ton of effort here when it may not make that big of a difference. So people will call me and they'll say, you know, what's the market for resume writers? Well, that's going to be pretty hard to define, right? There are millions of people in the workforce There are millions of people who could be your potential customers. What area do you want to focus in? How much will you charge? How much does your competition charge? Will you focus locally? Will you focus in an industry? 
all of those questions could be asked and answered, and you still might not be able to define the market and the potential value of the business because there are so many variables. Maybe easier where there's some kind of technology involved, and of course it's going to be easier the more focused you are with your business. Understanding the answer to some of those questions will be important before you decide to launch, and you probably don't need to understand the answers to all of those questions. If you're developing a product or even offering a service, I would suggest you start small, right? And after talking to lots of marketing consultants and and people that help small businesses get started, to me, this makes sense that you would start small, start with focus groups, asking people that you already know, what do they see, what do they value these things as, and in some industries, doing some research to see what your competition is doing. The research that you do and how you do it's gotten a lot easier, right? One of my colleagues was talking about the quote-unquote good old days in the resume business where you had to call around and pretend to be a candidate and get quotes from people so that you knew what people were charging. Now, a lot of that is online. Websites of your competitors might list pricing and you can know whether they're offering marketing services or coaching services or content development services or social media consulting services or even products. What are they offering for their to sell their product for that I'm looking to develop a, a competitor to? You can do a lot of that research online that can help you figure out Is this going to work? Will I be able to make the money that I need to make? Will I be able to break even selling the product for what everyone else is selling it for? Or how much of a premium can I charge and why? And that's where a lot of people might get themselves into some challenge. You know, I've been to so many business development seminars where they're talking about kind of setting this goal of how much you want to make in a year. You want to make $200,000, great. You can serve X amount of clients per week or you want to serve X amount of clients per week. So that means that wham, bam, you need to charge $2,000 an hour. Well, if your competition is charging 200, maybe $300 an hour, that's just not going to work. And so having that balance of, yes, we've got to know what our business purpose and our workload, our goals in those areas look like. And we also have to know what the market will bear. What does that what does that look like? Is that realistic so that we can create a, a business that's based on a happy medium of those two things? Understanding what our goals are financially, what what our purpose is of starting this business and what the market will bear, what clients are looking to pay, and how we might adjust our business to get what we're looking for. If we need to charge more, we might need to go into a different market. We might need to market in a different way to a different audience. What does that look like? But again, knowing those things up front versus getting into it with some kind of unrealistic dream goal set and not knowing where and how to connect the two pieces. So that foundation, some people will tell you, you know, I got to write a business plan. 
Yes, perhaps. And it doesn't necessarily have to be the end-all, be-all before you do anything. That you have to have a complete understanding of how every piece is going to fit together. That may just be unrealistic and uh, stopping you from taking any action, which we all know when we're in business for ourselves can be challenging. There's a, a mental part to to starting a business that taking those risks, stepping out on our own. And I've seen those of you who are that calculating overly analytical personality type can really get stuck in this step and have a great excuse for not taking that risk and and getting started with your business and moving forward with how things need to happen because you don't have all the data, you don't have all the numbers, you don't have everything you need to quote unquote get started and, and that just doesn't happen. Right. As leaders, we know we have to make decisions without every single piece of data. And as an entrepreneur, that's definitely part of it. Knowing enough and being savvy enough to know when it's time to capture that opportunity, because that's also a big part of being an entrepreneur, is being able to capitalize on opportunities before others do right? Being able to see those opportunities first and grab a hold of them. So when we get back, we're going to talk about a little bit more of the structure that you need when you're getting started as an entrepreneur and think about how you're going to differentiate yourself in your market now that you know what that looks like. So we'll be back in just a few minutes. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Is your business model robust enough? In today's ever-changing business environment, leaders are working to transform themselves and their business. Tune in to Business Reinvention with your host, Nancy Lynn, for insights on emerging trends and business innovations to help you stay ahead of the game. You'll learn from stories of inspiration, innovation, and forward thinking. Listen for Business Reinvention live every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. 
Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and today we are talking about entrepreneurship, that double-edged sword that some of us fear and some of us jump into and then realize whoopsies maybe not and all of the facets that go into making that decision maybe a little bit more informed before we jump in so one of the things that I find interesting about entrepreneurship is that a lot of times people get into it because they recognize a gap right they're working with a doctor and they see that there's not a system that helps doctors manage their practice or they see that there's a gap in the market where there are other service providers but there's a certain part of the market that's not having their needs met and that is a great way to get into entrepreneurship And yet there are some of these structures that we want to think about when we get into it. So we've been talking a little bit about kind of business setup and choosing that place in the market and understanding how that relates to what you need out of the business. So let's think about this. Let's say that we have a marketing person who does copywriting And they realize that there are so many companies who call them that are looking for someone to do that at a reduced rate, right? All the companies in town charge like $500 is the starting rate that they will do a website copy or a brochure. And so this person thinks, okay, great. So I'm going to fill that gap by charging $250 for a brochure instead of $500. Well, that might sound like a great way to exploit an opportunity in the market and provide service, right? Great business is a a win-win. I think the the Pope said that when he was talking to Congress this this past week. But, you know, that's true, that good business means that you're making money and you're providing a, a service or a product that people need. But if that price point doesn't allow you any profit margin so you're spending five hours working on this brochure which means you're only making fifty dollars an hour and by the time you pay your bills or your staff that might be helping you or whatever it is you don't make enough money to live that's really not working right it's not really an opportunity in the market it's the opportunity exists for a reason and it isn't something you want to take on. Now, let's say you might exploit that price point by farming that work out to someone who will do it cheaper, an intern from the university, whatever it is. And so then your profit margin does work. You're not spending as much time. 
However, of course, you have to create the system up front to be able to capitalize on that and have the talent at the price point where you're not doing a whole bunch of work. Might be great, might open up opportunity to do more business with people at a higher price point, and it may just break the bank. So we have to understand how the opportunity that might be presenting itself has a practical implication, right? Part of that, of course, is having an understanding of your finances. And I would say that this is the number one area where businesses struggle. How much does it actually cost you to do something, to put out a product? It's much easier when you're talking about a product versus a service, right? To tell someone that you charge $300 an hour for coaching, they just can't fathom that. Well, what they don't understand goes into that is the years and years and money and money that you've put into getting the skill set that you need. Plus, of course, realizing that for every hour you might be providing that service or coaching, you're spending one hour marketing and one hour developing. So you're only getting paid for a third of the time that it's actually taking you to run the business. If you don't understand that, you won't charge what you need to charge to be able to have a profitable business. Your finances, of course, have the gozinda, as one of my friends would talk about. How much money are you bringing in? Then you got the gozada. What is going out of your business? Do you understand your expenses? Do you understand the cyclical nature of your business and its expenses? Or are you simply running around as I see a lot of entrepreneurs in a lot of different fields doing, right? Penny to penny, loan to loan, credit card to credit card, and not having money put away that you can use when you need to, or planning ahead so that you have those options available to you. I think the worst thing, especially in in the service provider world, but even in a product sales world, is to have a customer that's unhappy, you didn't meet their expectations maybe they didn't have great expectations in the beginning which is something we can work on process wise but when they're unhappy and you don't have the money to give them a refund for their product or service when really that's the best thing to do for everyone they could move on it just wasn't a good fit the product really wasn't what they were looking for they've returned it and cash flow wise you don't have the money to give back what a horrible position to be in especially when you are a coach or a service provider and you'd like to be able to think that part of the reason you're in business for yourself is getting to choose who you work with and now you're stuck working with someone simply because you don't have the cash to give them a refund and have them move on to a service provider who might be a better fit. Not a great place to be. So budgeting can be challenging and a lot of people think that to budget you have to again know the answers to every question. But a budget really is just a guideline, an educated guess, great if you can do it based on history and some kind of forecast of what you want to do, right? The things you want to spend your money on and forecast of what you think you'll bring in. Now, of course, this isn't too much different than just us thinking about our personal finances, which as I talk to a lot of financial advisors and CPAs and those folks, most of us don't have a great handle on that either. And then when we get laid off or we'd like to do something different in our career or we're simply unhappy at work, again, we don't have the 
the savings that we'd like to have or management of our cash flow enough to allow us to do something different and have the flexibility we might want to do something and have a little bit of time off of work because we haven't prepared for it. Businesses and individuals alike. So as you're thinking about putting your your business together or the side project that you might want to do, doesn't matter how big a business is, to really think about how you might want to make it profitable, right? Yes, it might be fun, but how are you going to make it profitable? So changing subjects just a little bit, once we've decided what business we're going to go into, we've kind of seen that there's a market gap and that, yes, that market gap maybe is practical to fill. Make Filling that gap makes sense business-wise. Then we might start thinking about this wonderful topic that we talk a lot about in leadership and job search here on this show, which is branding. And branding simply is what makes you unique. What, right? What unique promise of value do you offer? I love that that thought around brand from William Aruda, your unique promise of value. So when you're thinking about your personal job search, right, it's what what's your unique promise of value for the type of position that you do and the type of company you work for. When we're thinking about it for a business, it might be a little bit easier, right? What's going to make you unique in that market? What is it that you offer that others don't? And or how will you connect with people in a way that others don't? Talking to a professional in the careers field this morning, and she was talking about some of these new technologies and how people are getting their brand out on social media in new ways and how that alone can differentiate you and your business versus thinking that it has to be that you're niched and you only offer marketing services to wastewater treatments or you only offer products to natural foods stores. You might be a little bit broader in that niche if you're getting your brand out there and if that brand is clear in some other way, how you work, who you work with, the you, the products that you deliver, whatever it might be that, that's unique about your business, getting that message out there in a lot of different ways or in specific ways that your competitors aren't may help set your place in the market just as much as being super specific about who it is that you serve, which is important. So you're you're thinking about obviously what products or services you offer. Again, how are they unique in their position in the market? It might be based on cost, but of course we know that that has some inherent problems in it to be marketing based on cost if you're the lowest cost right that can that can have its own issues in the market so you want to think about what is the 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 main characteristic that people are going to be drawn to based on the characteristics of your targeted clientele and again those characteristics of your client 
target clientele might not be what someone else considers specific or niche, right? There are people in my business who say they work with motivated job seekers. That's their niche, right? And you'd say, eh, it's kind of a broad niche. Yes. And if, if that's how you consistently brand and sell it and it makes sense, it can work versus having to say that you're working with lawyers and that's the only people you work with, people who are in the legal field and want their help with their career. Both can be as powerful depending again on how you deliver that message and your ability to find and speak to your target clientele. If we are thinking about a brand in in our business, a lot of that we we have to realize is you. People do business with people. And so a lot of your brand, if you're especially in a small business, is going to be around you. And so a lot of the things that we talk about in terms of branding for leaders and branding for social media and branding for job search are going to apply to small, small businesses just as they might, as much as they do to individuals who might be trying to move up in leadership within a company or within job search. Slight differences, of course, but general same ideas that people are going to do business with you, they're going to hire you, and, and that's your brand. So we're going to take a short break, come back here in just a minute, and talk about some of the final topics here on entrepreneurship. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Biz Locker Radio is a high-energy business show that features compelling conversations and cutting-edge business content that you can use to improve your performance today. Hosted by Kelly Riggs and presented by the Business Locker Room, Biz Locker Radio features dynamic thought leaders from sales, marketing, leadership, business strategy, social media, and more. If you're in business, you need an edge. Develop that edge with Biz Locker Radio. Tune in every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, and 3 p.m. Central on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information, visit bizlockerradio.com. Where is the best place to put your money? Rick Saylor with co-host Eric Hamburg will take the mystery out of investing in order to keep your hard-earned wealth performing and protecting to its maximum potential. Listen for Straight Talk, Clear Decisions, live every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Rick Saylor, smooth financial sailing for the best part of your life. 
business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Hello, and welcome back to The Career Confidant. This is your host, Marie Zeminoff, and today we've been talking about entrepreneurship. We talked about some of the different types of entrepreneurship and and why each one might be a good fit or not a good fit for you and your personality. We've talked about some of the cash flow management and planning pieces of business. And I want to touch briefly, of course, we could spend a whole hour or more, much more probably, on marketing. So when people go into especially independent solopreneur types of businesses, financial advisors, real estate agents, resume writers, marketing consultants, web designers, graphic designers, whatever it might be where they go into this kind of individual business, a lot of times they end up falling back on networking as their main form of marketing and it's important to realize that that is a good thing to do and to understand and step back and really think about what we're trying to do when we do that so let's think about sales funnels and you've all seen a funnel right you're trying to get a lot of stuff in the top to get a little bit out of the bottom Well, when we think about sales, of course, we're trying to get a lot of people into this funnel, which means we've got a lot of people understanding what our business is, knowing what we're doing, engaged maybe in some way in thinking about our business. And then they funnel through to people who might ask more, people who might read our newsletter, funneling down to people who might do a consultation with us, funneling down to people who do business with us, right? So they're they're moving down this funnel. Well, when we do network marketing, what we're trying to do in essence is fill our funnel by networking. And that means we're going to put in a lot of effort, right? We're going to have a lot of people coming into that funnel because we met them, which means we've got to meet a lot of people, right? And so the understanding of the more targeted you can be with your networking, the better off you will be because the higher percentage of people that move through your funnel, of course, the more efficient you are. If we're doing a lot of networking, we're going everywhere and the number of people moving down our funnel is fairly small, we have to realize that in proportion, the number of people going into our funnel is fairly small compared to those people who have the ability to do other things to get people into their funnel. Companies who can pay for television ads, 
right? Then there's a huge group of people that understands what that company does and they're in the top of the sales funnel. But of course, their hit rate's not great. Just because people know what they do doesn't mean they're going to do business with them in some ways because they might not know who to go and talk to about that thing, right? So when we're doing network marketing, the more strategic we can be, the better. And the ways that we can offer people opportunities to move through that funnel easily, the better. Having a a blog, having a free download of a product, something that gives them the opportunity to get to know you and your services or your company before engaging in business. And that'll be more important when we have a higher dollar sale that we're trying to make. If you're trying to sell dry cleaning services that are $30, you may not need something in there. And and you may. How will people decide that they do business with you versus someone else? Maybe you have a, a guide on your website that tells them how to treat their stains on their clothes, right? Just simple little things that build trust and help them choose you over the other person because they have that opportunity to get to know you as they move down that funnel. Then I think sometimes social networking gets put into the wrong place in the process. People think it's an opportunity to fill your funnel. And in some ways it is, but in the true essence of most social mediums, they're really about building community. They're really about building community on the back end. People who have done business with you, people who have interacted with you in some way. And again, if you give them the opportunity to do that without making a purchase, that can help. But really the people um, you're connected to on social media are your brand ambassadors more than they are necessarily in your sales funnel and you're not marketing to them you're connecting with them you're building community with them you're hoping that maybe they're passing your information on to others who will then be in your funnel but social media really isn't a lead generating tool necessarily it's a relationship generating tool And if we can build those relationships to the point where other people are ambassadors and they're out there marketing for us, then social media can become a tool that really is a marketing tool. But I can tell you this, that when someone sends me a marketing message on LinkedIn and we're not really connected or we've connected but we've never talked, it just gets deleted. That marketing effort is not getting me to be part of their funnel. Now, if they're putting out content that can be helpful to me, they're sharing those things, then that might be able to get me engaged and get me to be part of their community, which eventually might mean that that yes, I'll pass on business to them or do business with them. So as you think about an opportunity that you have to start something on the side, be it selling a, a product or starting a service starting to charge people for something that maybe you already do consulting of some kind. Think about how you fit in the market, how that business is going to work for you profit-wise, 
fit into your life wise using your skills and how you're going to manage your money your marketing your time so that you get what you need out of that activity whether it's two hours a week or something you're looking to dive right into at 50 hours a week and we'll be right here next week on the career confidant talking about other strategies you can use to take control of your career and get where you want to get to in your life and your career. And we'll see you right back here next week on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then. 